The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Eamon, thank you very much. You're listening to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. Now, Amy Connolly is well known to many of you as the founder of Sculpted by Amy. What is lesser known, maybe better, is that uh, when she was a teenager, she ended up on an emergency surgery list to deal with the complications caused by scoliosis. Amy, you're very, very welcome to the show, and it's great to talk to you again. Um, wh- when were you diagnosed with scoliosis? Hi, Kieran. Uh, lovely to be back. I was diagnosed with scoliosis like many teens when I was 13. In first year, a nurse came in and kind of just drew her her finger down your back, kind of said nothing. And then lo and behold, a letter came to my door to advise me to go to Crumlin and just to really monitor it. Like at the beginning, it was like there's evidence that scoliosis is forming. There's nothing to be worried about. And I kind of had checkups then regularly every six or 12 months during my teen years. And it was as I approached 17 and probably took a significant growth spurt that the curve really bent, I suppose, and went to a 70 degree angle. So I had to have surgery. Wow. Um, so we might talk about that, I mean, and, and how that was for you um, in, in just a moment. But when when the nurse came in, um, I mean, had, had you any inclination or had your parents, you know, because maybe they, you know, looking at you from behind, like lots of parents might have noticed something. Was this total bolt out of the blue for everyone? It was totally bolt out of the blue. And I feel like that was the beginning, obviously, where it was put on our radar. When I was 14, I was bridesmaid for my uncle. And actually, the seamstress who was fitting me into my dress noticed that my hips and my ribs were slightly misaligned. So that was really the first, I suppose, notable impact on my body that the curve was happening, albeit a small curve, it was still having adjustments. But up until then, I didn't notice anything. I was like very sporty. I was very active as a kid. It didn't prevent me or cause me pain from anything. It was only as it developed that I started to notice some some triggers with it. And what were those triggers before we get to the kind of the growth spurt and the real curvature? So I suppose flexibility would never have been a huge thing for me. So I was never someone who was just going to like throw my head down and touch my toes, no bother. And obviously still never will after the surgery. Um, but also I used to work in retail. It was my part-time job, which I'm sure many people are familiar with before I started the brand. And I used to get a consistent pain in my right shoulder blade from standing all day. Um, and it was kind of something that happened after every shift, because obviously you'd be doing between seven and nine hours standing on the floor. And that was linked to where the position of the curve was turning. So again, nothing that made me immobile or very serious, but just a bit of a niggling pain or an ache after every weekend. And sporting wise I mean were you able to keep playing sports yeah I was in fairness like you know it's it's it sounds like a very scary thing because you're operating on your back and I have been very lucky both pre and post that I have done whatever exercise I want I'm obviously in a position now where I know my body you know I got this operation six or 13 years ago so there are definitely things that I know I can't do and bending is often one of those. So Pilates or yoga, for example, I'm usually like the plank at the back of the class who can't go <laughs> beyond her knees. Um, but it's fine. Like you totally may do with it. I run, I do hit classes, you know, nothing, nothing stops me. And uh, when this 70 degree curvature kind of manifested itself after that growth spurt, how, how did that impact you? So it was funny, say when I would be on holidays and if you're in a bikini and obviously your sides are on show, one side looked super curved, like literally like an S going down the side and then one side was straight. So it was really obvious where the curve was hitting and how it was impacting the rib cage and my hips. So I suppose aesthetically, I was a little bit conscious about it. 
Um, I was definitely having more pain that truth be told I wasn't being very honest about because I didn't want to have the operation not that I knew a whole pile about it but I suppose at that age you're 17 you're giving up your summer you know you just want to get on with life Um, and it was only when the surgeon kind of stepped in and said no no I'm sorry but this this degree is going to really impact you in later life you'll probably be curved over you'll have a lot of back pain that I wasn't really given a choice in the matter anymore and I'm unconscious as well I mean that age uh for kind of boys and girls, you're kind of acutely conscious of of your body and and how it looks as well, and how it looks to the opposite sex or to the same sex, whatever it happens to be, just how it looks to people. I, it must have had an impact on you. It did, and I think that was the first summer where I was kind of conscious when my body was on show because of the difference in one side versus the other. But actually, ironically, after I had the operation, I woke up and I was nearly two inches taller. And that made me the most self-conscious of anything because I felt like I was like this whole new shape walking on stilts. Now, it only lasted for like a week or two. But obviously, like you said, you're in that prime year of already being self-conscious about God knows what's going on. So, yeah, I was like nearly trying to huddle myself over as a 17 year old to not be like so straight and bolted upright. But yeah. And mad. the surgery itself, I mean, were there nerves going into it or, or or did you approach it with a kind of a sense of relief that this problem was going to be sorted? I think there was definitely nerves, mainly on my mom's part, to be honest, because they're probably a little bit more honest with her around, you know, the severity of the surgery. And thankfully, you know, they do it all the time and it was absolutely perfect. There was no issues, et cetera. Um, I don't think I really thought much beyond the present, which is kind of a trade of mine anyway. But I do remember, like anything when you're going into hospital, that morning of when you're waiting for the anesthetic, you're very nervous because you really don't know what's ahead of you. It was a six hour surgery where I was face down. So when I was in ICU after my family came in and said I looked unrecognizable because I was so swollen, which is obviously a matter of fact that happens when you do have surgeries of that Mm. nature. But I mean, for such a seismic thing that happened to me and my body and like I have 20 metal screws in me keeping me straight. um, It's amazing that you just obviously you have a recovery period and it's not to be ignored, but life goes on and you're absolutely fine. And I have zero regrets from getting it. And the the surgery itself, then, I, I guess, g- given the level of scur- curvature, I mean, that this was your entire spine would have been operated on. Everything bar the lumbar. Yeah, okay. so it was definitely a significant uh, surgery because there are some cases where it's only a portion of the spine. So you might only lose, say, nerve feelings in a section of it and you might keep flexibility. And I always remember saying to my surgeon, Pat Kiley, in the morning of, he was like, you know, trying to keep me positive. Like, what are you most looking forward to? And I was like, I can't wait to be able to touch my toes. And he was like, oh, oh no. God. That really <laughs> the one thing you could say. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it is like and I'm very useful. And like I said, I know exactly what I can and can't do. But you do always have a sense that you have a plank in between your shoulders and your hips, basically, because you just don't have movement or flexibility in it. And I suppose my only regret in terms of the recovery period was probably not doing physio or rehab of some sort directly after. I don't know if that would have loosened up the muscles a little bit. Um but either way, it hasn't stopped me from doing anything. So they're tight where from kind of from the back down into the kind of the the through the legs. Is that the back of the legs, I take it? Exactly. Yeah, your hamstrings. But even like if someone was to run their finger down my back now, I wouldn't feel every single part of it as they go down. Okay. Um, and maybe you don't feel it like it's not that you don't feel it at all, but there's definitely a, a loosened sense of sensation with it because of the the nerve damage. And are there screws then and rods still in the back? Will they always be there? 
yes, there are 20 in there. And hopefully I will never have a case where they need to go back in and have a look at them. I was told I'd be going through the airport, but so far I haven't. Um, I think they're titanium, so they don't. They don't react with the machines. But yeah, 20 screws keeping me straight. So people often say to me, God, you've great posture. And I'm like, well, I have no choice because I have actual screws keeping me upright. <laughs> and uh, I, is it the few days afterwards um, when you were at home uh, dealing with the kind of the, the terrible reality you weren't going to be able to touch your toes? Um, uh, like it's it, the surgery at that level on your back. Um, yeah, I, I mean, how long are you immobile for? How long are you laid up? Yeah. And to be honest, this is the only thing, which is why I'm happy to speak about it, to draw awareness. to, And it's not to scare anyone, but I wish I was more familiar with the recovery process because that was very intense. Like there's no sugarcoating it. Like there was nine days in hospital on morphine for a lot of that, obviously, given the size of the, the surgery that actually really impacted my digestive system. That's the main thing and symptom that's come out of this operation since nothing to do with my back. But actually, when you get home, then you have about six weeks of essentially learning to walk again, growing up your strength in terms of walking a little bit further. You know, you can't drive for eight weeks, I think. And then you have to drive with a pillow behind you. I couldn't carry my school bag. So I had a school bag on wheels, which at that time was like terrible for your level of coolness as a 17 year old going into sixth year. And um, but like all joking aside, the recovery is intense. And I think whoever is going to get it done, you need to have family support around you because you're essentially like log rolling out of bed and you feel very nauseous and you're very weak, you know, because it's such a big portion of your body that's been operated on. So it's all doable and all possible, but I think I probably would have liked a better realistic picture of what was ahead of me in terms of recovery. And when you say the digestive problems, like are they ongoing or was that a temporary thing? They're ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually just been through a lot of tests over the last few weeks because they've kind of imploded again. Um, so I do have IBS. Um, there's, it's not factual, but they reckon the level of medication I was on probably impacted the lining of my stomach and made it a bit more sensitive. And so from that, then, you know, bad bacteria grows, et cetera, et cetera. So nothing that can't be managed, very common, but it's one of the main things that they feel I actually got from that surgery as a reaction. Mm. And and listen, uh, before I let you go, I know, listen, you've kind of a, a, a big uh, kind of a date in the calendar coming up yourself um, <laughs> uh, in the next couple of weeks. You're you're uh, heading away to get married and business is going well. You've got how many, two shops up and running now? Yeah, business is going great. We recently opened Kildare Village. We have another store to be announced for September, which is exciting. Okay. We have a grown team. And yeah, like it's great. I feel actually very relaxed heading off on holidays, which is a testament to the team that I have around me. So it's all going well. All right. Well, listen, uh, Amy, it's been great to talk to you. And thanks a million for sharing the story uh, with us. And uh, the best of luck over the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, I hope you and everybody around you enjoys uh, yourselves. I'm sure you will. Uh, Amy Connolly, founder of Sculpted by Amy. Stay with us. Lots still to come on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.